We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, a blessed praise. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase us in Iman, to increase our capacity to be better human beings, and to compete, increase our capacity for mercy and concern for others. Insha'Allah, if the brothers please scoot forward, it will be much appreciated. Barakallahu feekum, and let me be the first to model scooting forward. So if you can please scoot forward. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran, in numerous places, He encourages us to reflect. And in fact, in a very profound way, He says, the word here means like they've submerged themselves. Fi means to be in, physically in something. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not encouraging us simply to take a cursory look at the world around us, but actually to submerge our thoughts in the creation of the heavens and the earth. Meaning that they actually burden themselves, that they push themselves uh, to do that extra mountain climber, if you will. But here is to push themselves to think in a more uh, deliberate way about the wisdom and the blessing of creation. Submerge themselves. To submerge their thoughts. And one of the most important things we have around us, alhamdulillah, that we walk on every day, that we live on every day, is the earth. And for those of you who are into the environmental resilience movement, it's interesting that al-ard is used to describe the earth that we actually walk in. And Al-Ard is also used to describe Al-Jannah, paradise, to remind us of the sacredness and the sanctity of the earth that we live on and how we should be stewards and shepherds of it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, in Surah Dhariyat, وَفِي الْأَرْضِ آيَاتُ لِلْمُقِنِينَ وَفِي أَنفُسِكُمْ أَفَلَا تُبُصِرُونَ Allah says that indeed, in the earth, again, submerge your thoughts, think deeply about this. In the earth, there are Ayat. The word ayat actually uh, is translated as sign, but it means something more powerful than that. It means something that directs you to something else. 
فَتَدُولُ عَلَى وُجُودِ الشَّيْءِ We say in Arabic that ayat kullu ayat tadulu ala wujud al-shaykh ala nahiyat al-shaykh Meaning that signs direct you to the reality of something else So they say dukhan ayat al-nar They used to say you know like the ayah of fire is smoke So that maybe we'll make it clear insha'Allah ta'ala My son tells me the ayah of me is the missing hot Cheetos that have somehow suddenly disappeared from the kitchen. And in my henna painted hands, which is not henna, it's hot Cheetos residue. Like, I don't know, bro. Just played Fortnite. Be quiet. Haven't seen him in a while, but that's what it is. So, to do la'ala wujudishin. So, Allah says, wa fil the ayat. In the earth there are these signs, infinite number of signs. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the signs, this is very interesting, that direct to himself, he uses a plural. But when he talks about each and every one of us as being signs amongst each other, he uses a singular. وَجَعَلْنَا بْنَ مَرْيَمَ وَأُمَّهُ آيَةً This is that آيَةً أو آيَةً Allah says in Shulta Anbiya, we made Christ, the son of Mary, and his mother, and here it doesn't use a dual form in Arabic, it's known for using a dual form or a plural form. It uses a singular form. We made Jesus and his mom a sign. Because amongst ourselves, and amongst the relationship that we have in our diversity, in our backgrounds, in our talents, each and every one of us represents one sign, subhanAllah. And we should respect each other's diversity. And we should respect each other's differences as being one sign out of the infinite signs so we don't get it twisted like I'm better than someone else. No, I'm ayah, they're an ayah. And also I will appreciate them just as I may have certain talents, and we'll talk about this in the second khutbah, and certain abilities, that doesn't mean that someone else also isn't equally an ayah to dunu ala wujudillah. That directs me to God. And that's why the Quran says, We honored people. Umumun in general. And that's why in Surah Al Fatiha, and really, you know, I had a teacher from Senegal. He was at that time almost 50. And he said to me, SubhanAllah, every time in my life I took an opportunity to ponder Surah Al Fatiha, I learned something new about my deen. Allah says, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. Allah is the Lord of Al Alameen. The word Alameen is from Alamat. When Firaun said to Musa, Who's the Lord of all things? He said, The Lord of the signs of the heavens and the earth. Because it's impossible for us, of course, with our limited facilities and limited rationale to truly encompass the reality of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us signs of transcendence. Just are there signs that say, take the R train if you're going to downtown Brooklyn, take the A train if you're going uptown, take this train if you're going to Jersey, take this train if you're going to Queens. These are ayat of transcendence tadulluna ala wujudi rabbina that remind us that we have a Lord. So al-alameen actually is from the word which means signs. Because every makhluk, every creation, is a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
And Allah encourages us in Surah Al-Dariyah to think deeply about the earth. Allah says, in the earth there are infinite signs for you. In Surah Al-Baqarah, the second chapter of the Qur'an, in the 22nd verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes our relationship with the earth. الذي جعل لكم الأرض فراشا والسماء بناء وأنزلنا من السماء ماء فأخرج به من الثمرات رزقا لكم فلا تجعلوا لله أندادا وأنتم تعلمون. Allah says that He made the earth as a bed for you, فراش. Something which is comfortable, something which you can manipulate, something which you can utilize. But if you don't take care of your bed, it'll break your back. And made the heavens, and pay attention to this, as an earth, as, as a roof to cover your head, as shelter. And if you think about it, it's as though the 22nd verse of Surah Al-Baqarah is explaining the verse Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen because in ancient Arabic we call the owner of a home Rabbul Bayt so it is though in Surah Al-Baqarah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying you have been housed by God in this existence and He made your floor and He made your roof everything that you have is from Allah and He made this earth for you and He made this, these heavens, this universe, as a ceiling for you, as though you are living in this sacred home created for you by God. And we know that the guests are supposed to observe certain etiquettes. And that's why Allah says in the Quran, لا تُسِيلُ الْأَرْضَ بَعْدِ إِصْلَاحِهَا Don't corrupt the earth after it's been made pure for you. So subhanAllah, just like one verse of the Qur'an, a trip down the R train, and a number of other ideas, we can understand that everything we have on this earth, we are living in a creation which was made for us by the Lord of this creation. And just as our landlord, provides everything for us, if we pay the rent with money, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is so generous, He allowed us, as he said to his prophet saying that Adam, Uskun. Right? Take the earth as a home, whose roof is the universe, and whose floor is the earth that we sit on, and the Lord of this home that we live in is Allah. And the only rent that we're expected to pay in Allah Fusahum Allah says in Surah Tawbah, Allah has purchased the lives of the believers, the property of the believers, the sacrifice of the believers, our worship. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala an yazidna insha'Allah fadlan, kama nas'aluhu subhanahu wa ta'ala an yuraqqiq khudubana bi tilawati kitabihi wa yajma'ana ma habibina kama amanna bih. أقول قولي هذا أستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent us a guide uh, that teaches us how to live, alhamdulillah, accordingly as best we can in this home, this metaphoric home which Allah has provided for us. And of course, that is our beloved Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa in numerous places in our sacred text, whether the Qur'an or through the Prophet sallallahu words or actions, provides these powerful metaphors for the earth. Oftentimes we're compared to the earth or different aspects of the earth to remind us that just as we have to cultivate and grow in order to harvest proper food, we also have to cultivate and grow our iman. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when he described the students of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the 48th chapter of the Quran, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah says Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then later on, in describing his companions, He said that the Sahaba grew like a weak stem that came from the seed. The seed is Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And what grew from that seed, which started out weak, sometimes it was strong, sometimes it blossomed, sometimes it succeeded, sometimes it met hard times. Sometimes the seasons, for example, in Mecca were conducive to growth. Sometimes the seasons in Medina were conducive for growth, but they grew. So we understand something very quickly, this analogy of ourselves with the earth, is that sometimes we're going to blossom and sometimes we're going to fail. One of the biggest challenges I see amongst Muslims is this utopic expectation. Especially when we're for religiously, I've noticed this, the people who would be considered the least religious adherent. I don't like saying practicing and non-practicing. Some people practice things I don't practice, I practice things they don't practice, we're all practicing, alhamdulillah. It's not a medicine. <laughs> but subhanAllah, you will find that sometimes the most extreme attitudes towards Islam are held by those who are least exposed to the religion itself, the least adherent. Because the constructions they have of religion and their isolation and loneliness tend to be one, especially fueled by shaitan, Allah will never forgive you, the community is mean and harsh, uh, they're going to tear you to pieces if they know that you were doing this, blah, 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 blah. So the person tends to construct in their mind a religion that is vengeful and wrathful and full of wrath, excuse me. But actually this is a religion that promises redemption. And that's why Allah says, Yuhil arda ba'da mawtiha. Allah says, I bring life to a dead land. As Allah has brought life to a dead land with rain to the earth, He also brings life to hearts which may be parched because of sin and being away from Allah. Allah says, no, be aware, pay attention that Allah gives life to a dead land. So just as Allah brings life to the, the, a dead earth, metaphorically, He brings life to the parched heart through redemption, through tawbah, from coming back to Allah. The second lesson that we take from the earth, which is very powerful, we saw it in the World Cup, and everybody's going to wake up. <laughs> and that is that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa I'm waking up myself. The Prophet said, 
That we learn from the earth to respect each other's talents. That we learn from the earth that the earth is a metaphorical place for our salah. And here the earth means resources. The Prophet said, the entire earth was made for me a masjid and pure. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Of course, we don't pick up the earth and pray with it. But the idea here is not only is it good for tayammum, alhamdulillah, as the Prophet said, I was given things which no Prophet was given before me. One was that the earth was made pure for us. But also, no matter where we are, and no matter how we're using the earth explicitly or implicitly, whether we're making two sujood after the World Cup, thinking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the victory of our African community, alhamdulillah, and they eat Muslims that were in France, and are thinking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the face of xenophobia and Islamophobia, but still are able to use that moment, that talent, as incredible football players. And I'll say it, sorry, I'm not going to say soccer here. Incredible football players out of shukr to Allah. So then you and I also have the opportunity with whatever ard, earth Allah has given us, whether we're influencers, fashion designers, lawyers, Doctors, whether we're just struggling driving Ubers, whether we're hustling in the streets selling incense and oils, whether we're trying to raise our kids or teach in school, that's the ard that Allah has given you. And metaphorically, you and I are either going to use that ard as a salah, because salah, aqimu salah li dhikri, is used to establish the work, the remembrance of God. So my job, my efforts, my talents, and the earth that God has given me. Some has given us gold, some has given us silver, some has given us coal. Make it clean coal, inshallah, if that even exists. <laughs> but we've been given different types of earth, meaning our talents. So we respect and appreciate each other's diversity. We're patient and forgiving to one another sometimes when what we try to build becomes a mud pie. And we expect that we're going to be different. The idea of the monolithic expression of Islam amongst American Muslims is a dangerous, dangerous attitude. The last is that the Prophet said, that people are like metals. And he said in a different narration, like gold and silver. Where do you have to go? Where do I have to go to bring out metal. I have to dig. I have to get dirty. And that really should inspire us to appreciate that each and every one of us has the ability to shine. There was that song, I'm shining. Each and every one has the ability to shine, but sometimes you got to dig deep into people to see their, their, their glow. you got to be patient with them. And also you got to allow them to grow in ways that ultimately they will find themselves. And then the Prophet said, The Prophet said, The best of you in ignorance are the best of you in Islam. And that also means we've got to polish ourselves. Like metal just doesn't pop out like patow. Here's that wedding set. I found it in Central Park. I was just digging. Here it is, baby. Thanks, honey. That's not how it happens. So to polish myself, I have to work. And that's why the idea of fitna is important. Fitna means to test, but the word fitna means to burn. Allah said in the fire, yuftan. 
Doesn't mean fitna as we understand it now. It means they're going to burn. So the tests and trials and hardships, when the treadmill of life raises to 15 on a 4.5 or a 6.8, I don't understand it as something that makes me angry. And I say, why is God doing this to me? I say, you know what? Let me get, let me get shine. Let me polish myself up. Let me build my capacity. Let me embrace failure, not in the moment, but as an ultimate process that may lead me to becoming a better human being. With that in mind, alhamdulillah, after Jum'ah today, we have a new medal that's coming out of the earth, mashallah. Our brother's going to take shahada. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless all of us to stay humble, but also appreciate our talents. To understand that the dunya, it's okay to have some swagger in dunya. As long as that swagger is for akhirah. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us achieve our talents, to un- overcome our insecurities. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to increase our emotional capacity. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us better, better people of love, man. And people of genuine concern and care for people. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us a means of undoing any oppression and evil that's happening in this city. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us partners to, the, to those people who are working for justice. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless our brothers and sisters in Palestine who continue to be, you know, just deliberately and strategically demoralized. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us an ally, inshallah, of our brothers and sisters there. We pray for the brothers and sisters in Syria who continue to go through tremendous traumatic challenges. Our brothers and sisters in Senegal, brothers and sisters in Mali, in Gambi, in Gambia, in Chad, in Congo, in the Sudan, and in the entire African continent. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us to be true allies to them. Our brothers and sisters in Myanmar, in Bangladesh, in Bosnia, Central Europe, we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make life, inshallah, for them easy. We pray for the American Muslim community. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not let us get high off our own hype. We are not at some kind of special community. We are not the sun rising from the west. We're just servants of Allah. And that's enough and that's sufficient to be a blessing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let us find izzah in our humility. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us to find power in our weakness in front of Allah. We ask Allah to help us find richness in admitting our poverty to Allah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to find us, help us to find happiness in anything that would cause us to distance ourselves from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We pray for our brothers and sisters who may be having trouble at home. They may be experiencing severe trauma physically, emotionally, or otherwise. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give you strength and may Allah protect you and change that situation and make us as a community a means for you to find healing, inshallah. We pray for our new brothers and sisters. May Allah help you with your families and your friends. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ease your entrance into Islam. We pray for our elders who are getting old. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I know I have an older, older father who's always worried that like the smallest little itch, he thinks he's going to die tomorrow. It's like very strange. My phone, right, calls me every once in a while to tell me. I'm like, it's just an itch, man. You're right. But that's real. Sheikh Sha'arawi said, hang around young people, they teach you how to live for dunya. Hang around old people, they teach you how to live for Allah. So we pray for our elderly brothers and sisters. May Allah protect your health. And we want you to feel like, although there's a lot of young people here, like we love having the wisdom of old folks around as long as they're not too pushy and mean. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't, don't, don't bully us, but you can love us. We pray for our Imam, Imam Khalid. May Allah bless him and Priya and their family. 
We pray for our Sheikh Fayaz, we pray for Sister Amira, my sister Aziza, Sister Hira, and all of the other wonderful volunteers who make and work here at IC. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yajma'ana ma'asayyina wa habibina wa subidah kama amana bihi wa lamnarahu rabbana atina fid dunya hasana wa fil akhirati hasana wa qina adab al-nar rabbana la tuzakulubana ba'di thalaitina wa habdana millanu ka rahma innaka anta al-wahab subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al-mursali wa alhamdulillahi rabbil hayat الله أكبر الله أكبر وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح قد قامت الصلاة قد قامت الصلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر the brothers maybe can screw up a little bit. Allah Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Malik Yawm Al-Deen Iyaka Na'budu Wa Iyaka Nasta'een Ihdina Al-Sirat Al-Mustaqeem Sirat Al-Lazina An'anta Alayhim Ghayr Al-Maghdubi Alayhim وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل توثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله
تجري من تحتها الانهار خالدين فيها ابدا رضي الله عنهم ورضوا عنه ذلك لمن خشي ربه الله 